Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. We doing good? Yeah? Awesome. Really good to see you guys. Um, before I get to this morning's sermon, there are a couple things I want to share with you. First of all, you guys know Easter is coming up, right? Easter is coming up. So we're making a change. We're adding an additional service at 8 a.m. Where are my early risers at? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to want you guys at 8 a.m., all right? Now, 8 a.m. is the only service where we won't have child care. Okay, so if, if we're going to need some, some uh, 8 a.m. volunteers, uh, it's going to be a shorter service to make sure that we get everyone in and out on time. Uh, then we'll have our 9.15 and our 11 like normal. I'm so excited. Guys, Easter is a time when people will go to church when they normally wouldn't. So if you have a, a coworker, a friend, a family member, and you know the Lord uh, wants to do something in their life, go ahead and invite them. Go ahead and invite them. Say, hey, do you want to come with me? D- get rid of any obstacles, right? You'll pick them up. You'll take them out to lunch, whatever. But, but pray about it and see what the Lord would have you do. Amen? I need to do some housekeeping real quick. We have a change to our campus that's about to happen because of the construction of the new sanctuary. Uh, the, the road that you typically use uh, to come into like the TLC area is going to be blocked off starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, and you see this handy-dandy snazzy map right here. Uh, you'll see that's 19 at US 19 at the bottom, and when you turn in into the um, into our parking lot, we'll need you to go all the way around the side of the building to get to the youth building, the TLC building. If you're coming from the youth and TLC buildings back out to 19, you need to not stay straight. You need to hang a right and go around. Does that make sense? Okay. If you're coming from that little super secret side entrance. Off of 202, right? That's only an entrance to the campus. It's not an exit from the campus, all right? We don't want anyone hitting each other. So this is going to get messy. I told you guys, okay? So that road's going to be closed off. You'll get it. You'll get it just in time for Easter and all the extra traffic. We're getting rid of the road. Isn't that good? So that's what's going on there. Um, but it's, it's great. Uh, we're, we're excited about uh, what God's doing with our building project. It's, it's gonna, we're just making room for more people, right? Growing pains, it happens. I also told you guys a couple weeks ago that I had the opportunity to share virtually in Pakistan. I asked you guys to pray, and then I shared the next Sunday. It got shut down, um, and so they had to do it the next day. I finally got some pictures and some numbers. I put some of this on Facebook, uh, if you're on Facebook. I just wanted to share some of the good news. So that's my big old head. It looks like a floating moon uh, up there talking to the people. Um, this is the view from the stage. There are a lot of people there. Yeah, tens of, tens of thousands of people there. Um, and uh, here, are some, here are some just pictures of some of the people. 
um, responding. The lady with her, with her hand on her head was probably praying for healing. Um, we walked them through that to place their hand on their bodies. Uh, lots of testimonies. I just love her face, just totally repenting and coming to the Lord Jesus. This is a completely unreached people. They had never, there are no churches in this area, none. Um, so these are now your new brothers and sisters in Christ. We had 49,193 salvations. Isn't that awesome? Now look, I'm the one who is actually talking, but this is your, this is your deal. This is the ministry of VFC. Those of you that gave, um, this is your deal. You're going you're gonna to get to heaven and there are going to be Pakistanis who run up to you and say thank you. You know, this is, it's just so cool, isn't it? So I just wanted, to, just wanted to celebrate that with you guys. If you have any questions about that, uh, feel free to reach out to me. We are ending our series called Fruit of the Spirit. Man, I hope you've enjoyed this. I have, I've been challenged. There have been some definitions of a few words, if I'm being honest, that I didn't really know before I started studying for this. A lot of the words, when Paul's talking about the fruit of the Spirit, a lot of the words that he uses, they're very similar in definition. And so we've kind of gone back and reconstructed their meanings a little bit. As a reminder, the fruit of the Spirit are the various positive character traits displayed in the life of a believer that are the result of an ongoing healthy relationship with God. As you spend time with God, you will grow these fruit in your life. That's, just, that's how it works, okay? You don't get to pick and choose the fruit that you like. It's one fruit, nine flavors, Okay, and you don't get to choose. You don't get to say, well, I, I, the Lord doesn't really, you know, I, I don't need to be patient. That's not how it works. Okay, you get all of the fruit. Uh, the first week we talked about um, what the fruit of the spirit was. Three weeks ago, we saw how love, joy and peace help us act like Jesus. Uh, two weeks ago, we discovered that the fruit of the spirit helps us treat others right. Last week, our very own Miss Vicki Jackson preached. Did y'all hear Vicki? She was so good. Wasn't it awesome? So good. Really, really encouraging. And then today, we're going to finish this series up, and we'll look at how the fruit of the Spirit helps us grow up. Helps us grow up. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5. This is the passage we've been looking at. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. No one's going to stop you from doing these things. No one's going to call a cop on you for, being, for having too much self-control, right? It's just not how it works. So this morning, we're going to look at the fruit that helps us grow up in spiritual maturity. And it's goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Guys, Christians are expected to grow up. Christians are expected to grow up. And, and, and I, it's funny, last, last night, uh, Tiffany's dad converted a bunch of old home videos uh, to digital uh, copies. And we were watching a lot of uh, old home videos last night with the family. And it was so funny seeing the kids when they were like two years old, three years old, four years old versus now. You know, they're not the same. I'm sure you could have guessed that, right? We expect our children to grow up. 
It's very normal for our children to grow up. It'd be really weird if you ran into an old classmate in Walmart and he had a binky in his mouth, had a little baby rattle in his hand and was talking baby talk. That'd be kind of odd, wouldn't it? Right? It'd be about why? Because we, because people grow up. That's the natural progression. As a matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned like a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. There should be a momentum, there should be a progression in our lives where we can look back and say, you know what, I'm growing up. It's normal for a Christian to see growth. It's abnormal for a Christian to not see growth in their life. There's something wrong. See, we will be tempted to think that just because we're forgiven, that we can live however we want. That's a temptation. Well, I'm forgiven, I'm going to heaven, God loves me. Yes, he does. But that just because God loves you doesn't mean he won't instruct you. We do have to grow up. Because God cares about you, he cares about what you do. Because what you do affects you, the person he cares about. Doesn't that make sense? So yeah, he has an opinion on your lifestyle. He has an opinion on your choices. He has an opinion on what you should do, where you should go, who you should be with. Because he's trying to control you? No, because he loves you and he's trying to protect you. If the last two years have demonstrated anything, you guys, the church at large is immature. The church is immature. Right before the fruit of the spirit, the works of the flesh are listed, or the fruit of the flesh are listed in Galatians chapter 5. Dissension, division, bickering, fighting. That's, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. That's the work of the flesh. And that's what we see everywhere in our churches. We have a maturity problem. And look, we can't control everyone, but we can control ourselves. And so I want to challenge you this morning to really self-assess yourself. Are, are you growing up? Are you letting the fruit of the Spirit that helps you grow up, are you letting it bloom and blossom in your life? Guys, too many Christians talk like, act like, and live like the world. It's bizarre to think that God can live in one person, not live in another person, and yet those two people act the same. Isn't that a weird concept? Surely, if God lives inside of us, that makes us just a little bit different. It should make us a lot different. So what's the key? It's what we've been talking about, getting the change on the inside, outside. And the fruit of the Spirit helps us do that. So let's look at the fruit that helps us grow up. Are you guys ready to grow up this morning? Yeah? All right. Here's the first one. Goodness, goodness, goodness is the fruit that helps us grow up. Now, I don't know about you, but I hear the word goodness and I think that means nothing to me. The word good is so overused in our culture. We say good morning, good day, good evening, good night, good job, 
good and ready, good call, good clean fun, good for nothing, good grief, good luck, good old boys, goody two-shoes, good riddance, good to go, goodbye. We say, we say good for everything. And what does goodness mean? Well, the biblical definition is on the screen. Goodness is, vor- is moral virtue, uprightness, and excellence of character. Moral virtue, uprightness, and excellence of character. It's not only believing the right thing, it's doing the right thing. Why do we do the right thing? Because it's the right thing. Not because you'll get a reward, not because you'll be seen, not because you'll post about it on social media, you get a lot of likes. Hey, they did the right thing. No, you do the right thing because it's the right thing, right? This is what goodness is. It's moral virtue. It's moral virtue. Ephesians chapter 5, 8 through 10 says this, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light, verse 9, within you produces only what is good and right and true. Verse 10, so carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Carefully. If you can be careful, that means you can be careless. Don't carelessly determine what pleases the Lord. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. All aspects of our life, everything we do, everything we say, everything we are, should be constantly under the microscope of the Holy Spirit. Where we where we get where He gets access, He gets the right to change things in our lives. Someone walking in the fruit of goodness considers their ways. Guys, if you're a Christian, let me just be honest with you. If you're a Christian this morning and sin is increasing while goodness is decreasing, there is a problem. It's, it's like if you were to come across a tree and some of the fruit looks great, but some of the fruit was diseased. You've got an issue to take care of. It doesn't mean you're not a, a fruit tree, right? Uh, even diseased apples, it's still an apple tree. I'm not saying you're not a Christian. But I'm saying it, but what I'm saying is if, if you, if you are not producing as much fruit, if you're producing fruit and it's getting diseased, there's a problem. And, and you need to address, don't ignore it. It won't go away because you ignore it. You've got to address what's going on. You were created to be filled with the Holy Spirit's goodness. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. The King James, New King James says workmanship. The Greek word here is poema, where we get our word poem. And it means like um, you are God's production or workmanship. But there's like this, this aspect of, of like being artistic, being beautiful that's attached to this word. That's why we get the word poem, right? A poem is not just someone writing something. It took effort. They rhymed. They, they did stanzas, right, that are around the same uh, length. It, 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 it took effort on someone's, on someone's part. In the same way, you are his masterpiece. You are his workmanship. You are his living poems that he has written. It continues, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things. That's the same word, goodness. 
So we can be filled with goodness is another way of saying that. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Guys, we are called to increase in goodness, but there's a specific way how you increase your goodness. Living a life of goodness is not about improving who we are, but discovering who God is. It's his spirit in you. It's not yourself becoming better. Do you see the difference? It's not self-help, uh, self-help it's self-death. It's dying to yourself so he can live through you. And as we fix our eyes on Jesus, we'll focus less on us. And we'll do the good things he's called us to do. So goodness is one of the fruits that the Lord wants to move in your life. How are you doing in goodness? Moral excellence. How are you doing in that? Come on, assess yourself, be honest, and be willing to grow. Amen? Amen. The next fruit we want to look at is faithfulness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is confident trust that results in loyalty and reliability. Confident trust that results in loyalty and reliability. It's interesting, in in, in the Greek language, you can look this up, the same word for faith is the same word translated faithfulness here. Well, wait a minute, aren't those two different things? Well, not really. Faith and faithfulness are two sides of the same coin. When you're full of faith, you'll be faithful. Full, (laughs) right? When you're full of belief, confident trust is what faith is. When you're full of that, then that will yield results in your life of loyalty, reliability, dependability. With any relationship, and this is not just your relationship with God, this is relationship with a spouse or, 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 or anything else. With any relationship, your faith in that relationship's relationship leads to your fidelity. How faithful you are to a relationship has to do with how much you believe in that relationship. People who are unfaithful lost faith. Your trust causes you to be trustworthy and your faith causes you to be faithful. Luke chapter 16 verse 10, Jesus says, If you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. If you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with with greater responsibilities. Don't we play this game with ourselves sometimes? We will not be faithful, not be loyal, not be dependable in certain areas of our lives. And we'll excuse it because, well, it's not a big deal. If it were a big deal, then I'd be faithful. Jesus disagrees with you. He says, no, actually, how you treat the small things is a really good indicator of how you'll deal with the big stuff. And so you can't use that excuse. Well, this is just, this is just a small thing. It's no big deal. I'll be faithful when it really counts. No, be faithful when you think it doesn't count, and then you will be faithful when it really counts. Because your faithfulness is a mirror of your character, right? It's a mirror of your faith. And so we need to make sure we don't excuse ourselves just because something doesn't seem important. Y'all, faithfulness is a fruit, not a feeling. You may not feel faithful, but the fruit of the Spirit will still yield faithfulness in your life. Faithfulness doesn't bail when there's a better opportunity. 
Have you ever done that before? You make a commitment, yeah, I'll be there. And then all of a sudden, something that you really want to do comes up, and you're like, okay, so about that commitment. Right? I've done that. I know we've all done that. But that's, that's an issue. That's a fruit of the Spirit issue. We're not walking in faithfulness when we live that way. Loyalty, reliability, trustworthiness, and dependability flow naturally from the faithful heart or the heart that's full of faith. Faithfulness fuels the kingdom as well. 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul is talking to Timothy, who's a young pastor in Ephesus. He's giving him instructions on how to do a good job as a pastor. And he says this, it's so interesting. He goes, the things which you've heard from me, Paul says to Timothy, in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these things to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. Do you guys know the gospel is not spread by slick programs, cool entertainment, or state-of-the-art technology? It's, It's spread by faithful men and women. Men and women whose faith is strong, their confident trust in the Lord is strong, and so therefore, the result is loyalty, dependability, and all those things. Faithfulness. Faithful people share their faith. Faithful people share their faith. Look, I know not everyone's called to be an evangelist. Evangelism scares me. (laughs) I know it shouldn't. If I feel the Lord to prompt me to talk to someone about Jesus, y'all, I still get nervous. I've been saved before I was born, okay? And I've been in church like a decade before I was born. And I still get nervous, right? Anyone else? Okay. Do it anyway. Because if you genuinely believe in God's goodness, your faith will lead to faithfulness. And you don't have to be like some glib professional speaker. Right? You don't have to ha- have it all together. As a matter of fact, people are looking for authentic Christians who, who, don't, who don't put on a front that everything's great. You know, inviting someone to be a follower of Jesus is not like, hey, I've got it all together. Come with me and you can have it all together too. And just three easy payments of $19.95 plus you're going to handle it. Isn't that how the church often tries to evangelize? That's just it's garbage. It's garbage. No one has it together. No one does. The key, though, is to know Jesus because he's got it together. And when we invite people, we're not inviting people into the show. We're inviting people into relationship. Just be yourself. Just be faithful and be full of faith. Amen? Amen? The last fruit of the Spirit here that helps us grow up is self-control. Oh, this is a good one. Besides patience, I think this is the one that I'm like, oh, did that have to make the list, Lord? Couldn't it be sense of humor? (laughs) Something else? Love of leisure? No, self-control. Self-control. Self-control is the ability to manage your appetites and emotions. It's the ability, (laughs) someone's like, woo! (laughs) Your ability to manage, manage your appetites and emotions. Now notice it's not squelch or do away with your appetites. You're going to have appetites. You're going to have emotions. The key is that you use those appropriately, right? 
and you manage those according to the Holy Spirit. It's acting with temperance, moderation, and restraint. It's showing discipline when it comes to your desires, right? Whatever those desires are. And it could be a desire for a good thing, right? But good things become bad things when we treat them like God's. And so we have to be really, really careful. Self-control is a gift to you. Self-control is for your safety. Proverbs 25, 28 says, A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Or you could say an unlocked car at night in a bad part of the neighborhood. Or leaving your front door unlocked during a riot. That's what a lack of self-control is like. It's for your safety that God is saying, Look, There are lots of fun things in this world, and they're not all bad, but they do require a measure of self-control, right? And so so the Holy Spirit helps us in our self-control. Man, I I like food, you guys. Do I have the right crowd? Mmm... Lord Jesus. <laughs> food, if you don't eat food, you'll die. But if you eat too much food, you'll die. <laughs> right? Self-control. And, and we, we just have to be careful with this. That there are good things, but if there's no boundaries around them, then they can hurt us. These, these things that are supposed to be gifts can become detrimental to us if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to grow self-control in our lives. Self-control is also it's necessary for your ministry. Hey, wait a minute, preacher man. You're the minister. Nuh-uh. I am, but every Christian is a minister. Every single one of you. Remember the scripture we already read? You are his masterpiece, created to do good works in Christ Jesus that he planned long ago. (gasps) You're a minister too. It may not be your career or your vocation, but God wants to move through you. And so self-control is important to your ability to minister to others. Check out this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. The Apostle Paul is writing, and he says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. I discipline my body like an athlete. You know, athletes, we got any athletes in here? Okay. You know, an athlete, everyone's looking around, no, who's the, who's, Tiff will be here second service. In order to compete, right, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever, any kind of team sport, any individual sport, even golf, like you have to learn muscle memory, you've got to practice that thing, and there are things you can't do while you do that thing, right? Like you can't 
Like, for instance, you can't practice baseball and go shopping at the same time. Right? You can't be in two places at the same time. Now, is there anything wrong with shopping? No, usually, unless it's too much, unless there's no self-control. But you can't do two things at the same time, right? So you have to practice You have to practice what's right, what's good, what's helpful at the expense of what's harmful. And so self-control, self-control helps you discipline yourself so that when you try to share who Jesus is, you won't be disqualified. Now, this is interesting. It says, I discipline my body. Some translations say I buffet my body. In the Greek, you can look this up. This is funny. It literally means to beat black and blue, to beat up, or to wear out. And one one, uh, uh, definition says to pummel like a boxer, right? Like a boxer. You ever seen like Rocky after the the end of the fight? His his eyes all, right? He's all black and blue. That's the word. It's an athletic term that Paul uses about what we're supposed to do in order to make sure that our witness is still good to the world around us. You know, no one wants instruction from a beginner. Could you imagine answering a, uh, an ad for, you want to take guitar lessons? <laughs> you go to this dude's house. Like, yeah, I'm here for the guitar lessons. Like, sweet. He sits down and says, so I just started playing a week ago. But I figured it'd be fun to learn together. So whoa, 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 why am I paying you? You know what? You want to learn from someone who knows more than you in a specific area, right? You know, it's so funny. Someone will be like, I don't know what it, what it is about social media that brings that out of us, but someone will like, like eat healthy for like one week and then all of a sudden they're an expert. Join my team. It's like, you've been at this for one week, right? Or someone will have a child, like they're one month into a baby. They're like, here's how you should parent. I'm like, why don't you keep at it for a little bit? Before you tell everyone that you're an expert, are y'all friends with them as well? You know what I'm talking about? Look, no one, no one wants advice from a beginner. You are called to share Jesus with the world around you, but if you're struggling with the same stuff they are, why are they going to listen to you? We need self-control so that we can grow up. Be who God's called us to be. Get rid of the foolishness that keeps us bound And help the world around us. Self-control is a really helpful fruit of the Spirit. Guys, are you bearing the fruit of the Spirit that helps you grow up? Goodness, which is moral excellence, doing the right thing. Are you growing in your goodness? Faithfulness. Are you, grow, are you full of faith so that you'll be faithful? Are, are you, do you keep your word? Do you show up when you say you will? Do you apologize when you're wrong? That's all, it's all faithfulness. It's the fruit of the Spirit. What about self-control? Do you just give yourself permission to do whatever you feel in the moment? Or, or, or are you allowing the Holy Spirit to curb those appetites? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to help you manage, to help you manage your emotions? We don't just explode on everyone. 
because you're having a bad moment, right? What about you? Let's stand for prayer. Man, I want the I want the fruit of the spirit in my life, you guys. I, I want there's this verse. It's in Acts chapter four. It's Peter and John. And they're brought before the religious council for healing a man. And, and they're just really giving it to him. The, the, the council is just really getting on to Peter and John. And you know the scripture says they were surprised at how eloquently they spoke, even though they were uneducated, and then they realized they had been with Jesus. Man, I want to live a life, whether I'm at the grocery store or in church, where there is consistency. And, and the greatest thing that anyone could ever say about me is, you know what, Jamie, he's, he's all these different things, whatever, I don't know about all that. But I can tell he's been with Jesus. That's the ultimate compliment. I want that for you as well. I don't just want it for me, I want it for you. The more we let the fruit of the Spirit grow, the more everyone else can tell that we've been with Jesus. And it invites them and it pulls them into their own relationship with Jesus. Close your eyes. Ask the Holy Spirit the question I just asked you. Am I growing in the fruit of the Spirit? Holy Spirit, speak to us. Ask him, am I growing in goodness, excellence of character? Or have I hit a plateau? Am I making excuses? Is good enough good enough? Ask the Holy Spirit, where am I in faithfulness? Am I reliable, Lord, to you? Am I a dependable vessel you can use? Am I, am I loyal in my personal relationships? Or am I always looking for the next best thing? Ask him, how am I doing when it comes to self-control? Am I managing my appetites and emotions by your spirit? Or am I giving myself a pass? I'd love to lead you in a prayer where we invite the Holy Spirit to make a change in this area of our lives. If you will, pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you saved me for a purpose. I am your masterpiece. I am your workmanship. You want to use me to do great things. But I have to be ready to be used. So I give you permission to help me grow up. Help me grow in goodness. Help me grow in faithfulness. 
Help me grow in self-control so that I can be used by you to love the world around me. I give you permission to do what you want in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.